1: Hello,
2: hello, hello! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Uh oh! Oh! I hear myself. <laughs> Feedback, we're starting off good. Hey, everybody, what's up? So before we get started, let's introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell,
3: who had a birthday yesterday. Yay, happy birthday, superstar. Yes, I turned 25, and it's a bitch being 25 years old because, you know, I'm so young to the world and innocent and absolutely naive and demure and charming, sweet and kind and generous and lovely and beautiful and... Do you ever hear so many lies in your life all (laughs) in a row? I turned 79 years old yesterday, and nobody wants to be 79, so how can they say happy birthday to me? What's so happy about turning 79? You only got a couple of years left before your ashes, you know, so like celebrate. What celebrate? I'd rather forget about it, make believe that I'm still 50. Okay, you get to do that if you want. Happy 79th birthday, though. Thank you for the shovel you gave me and pavers for the patio, and a beautiful Bluetooth speaker that I put out there for my flowers to hear music. What else you give me?
1: Uh,
3: well, oh, your daughters gave you a party the Wait night a before. Minute. My daughters did a little dinner party with our friends Garrick and Tony and Gerardo and Jimmy and I and Leslie and Deirdre. They made a beautiful dinner and a lovely birthday cake, and I had balloons and it's really really nice. Then last night Jimmy took me out for dinner. He took me to Jenny's uh, because on your birthday you get a grand slam for free. He didn't know that though when we went no, there. No, I thought Jimmy was springing for the $5.88 yeah. that the grand slam cost. Actually it's 9.19. No, and that was on sale. <laughs> they were having a thing for 5.88. So
2: <laughs> he didn't know but I brought his driver's license so I could get him a free meal.
3: So I had a free meal, a free Grand Slam. And then we Meanwhile, went to the Jimmy movies. Meanwhile, Jimmy had steak and what'd you have?
2: No, I had a cob salad with steak in it.
3: Yeah, cob salad with steak. I had a egg with a piece of bacon in it. No, anyway, you had pancakes and you had sausage and bacon. Oh, my God. It was just an incredible meal. <laughs> anyway, that was my birthday. Then we went to the movies and I cried half of the movies. And I do not recommend you go see this movie if you love dogs. Because it's it's. It was
2: a fabulous d- movie. It's called Wonder- The Dog's Journey. It's a sequel to the first dog's one better, with Dennis Quaid. Better, better. This one was better than the first one. And oh it my. is very sad because the dogs die and re-come back again. Reincarnation. You know? So as soon as you like the one dog, it dies it and dies. comes into another dog. But it's a fabulous thing. And putting two of the dogs in it are dogs that we've had in the past. One of them was an Astro dog. Like we have our little Astro that we got a month ago. And the other one was a Scooby, um, a Scooby doll, my, which my is a Mastiff.
3: Scooby dog. Scooby-Doo. Anyway, oh, so it, we got
2: to say hi to everybody else. Wait, though.
3: It's a great film. Go see it. But bring tissues.
2: Yes, there you go.
3: Before we can keep going, too, we forgot to say
2: hello to everybody. So what's up to the man behind the boards in Pennsylvania, Mr. Scotty J?
3: Hey,
4: what's going on, guys? And Ron, I would just like to wish you a very happy
2: belated birthday. And the years have been kind, my friend.
3: Yeah, where's my present?
2: The years have been kind, though. That was nice. That was your present. I'm not interested in the years. <laughs> of kind. I'm it's interested. in the mail.
3: What did you send me for my birthday? Do I have car keys to it?
5: It's a surprise.
3: Do I get car keys with it? <laughs> yeah. It's then a we, surprise. Then we want to say to <laughs> you our... You know I want a Tesla badly.
2: Our Sean Toose in uh, in Wellington, Florida at the W4CY studios. We want to say hello to Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hello, hello,
3: hello, Do you know what Sean Toose <laughs> means? The singer. Danielle's a singer? She could probably sing. With that voice? No, yes. not at all. Oh, she... She can only sing on Halloween witch song. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. I agree with Ron. I cannot sing at all.
3: No, how are you, my sweetheart?
0: I'm good. Happy birthday, darling.
3: Thank you. What did you get me?
0: My love. It's unconditional. Ooh, that, that, that,
3: that's very nice, but really what did you get me?
0: <laughs> my love. <laughs>
2: So then we also want to say hello to the chat room. What's up? B. Claudia is in the chat room from Germany. She said she sounds like we had a nice day. And Eileen sent me a text message that she loves your shirt and that I take you to the nicest places.
3: (laughs) Eileen, 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 honey, we know you years now. (laughs) Have we ever gone to a a place that wasn't a joint? I mean, with Jimmy, Jimmy only loves dives and joints. That's okay. Uh, I mean, we, I, we did a video which should be up on Facebook in a little while. Watch it. We shot it. With going to La Valerice, which is the most expensive restaurant in Palm Springs, and I'm saying, "Oh, Jimmy's surprising me. He's taking me to La Valerice for dinner." Then I and then the u-turn. car makes a quick U-turn, <laughs> and it goes down Palm Canyon <laughs> Drive, and you see Denny's. And I, and he's, I'm taking you to Denny's. And he pulls into Denny's. It's very funny. The video It's going to get a lot of plays.
2: And he thought that it, he thought that he had to pay five ninety nine for the meal, and not I me. Well, I wasn't paying for Well, Jackson. He thought I had to pay five ninety nine for the had to pay El meal.
3: Cheapo. Oh, cheap.
2: And the food's good, too. The Grand Slam is good. Everybody should get one. So
3: anyway, then. No, wait, wait, let me explain one thing. This is the Denny's that I used to go to with Mr. Richard Blackwell, the 10 worst stressless guy and the fabulous designer. And Jane Russell, the, the legendary movie star. We used to go there with Beryl Davis and, and a bunch of celebrities. It was a celebrity uh, place for coffee and pancakes and eggs. So for me, it's no big deal going to Denny's because I've been there for years and years with so many legendary people. Okay, so then
2: Saturday you guys, we went to a book signing. Yes. Of Sean Kanan's book. It's uh, with Jill Lieberman. They they put it together together. It's called Success Factor X. I wrote the foreword. No, forward. stop.
3: Stop. You can't brag about yourself. It's narcissistic. I will take over. Okay. Jimmy Starr wrote the I gotta fo- let the dog in. Jimmy Starr wrote the foreword, and the foreword is fabulous. He's got more pages than anybody mm-hmm. else in the book, but that's Jimmy Starr. Um it's a great book. I suggest you all get it. It's number one on the bestsellers list, and it's a beautiful picture of Jimmy. If you buy the book and send it to us, I'm sure he will sign it for you, uh, so get the book. And we're going now to Sean Kanan and Jill Lieberman's book signing in L.A., June I believe. 10th. June 10th? So if you're in L.A., folks, come to the book signing. Where will it be?
6: It's at Barnes,
3: Barnes & Barnes Noble. Barnes & Noble in the Grove in the groves a good restaurant in the grove too a couple of good restaurants so go have a lunch come to the book signing jimmy will sign the book and i'll bullshit with you a little bit and And sean Canaan's
2: going to be there and jill lieberman and eric roberts and a whole bunch of people are going to be there a lot of celebrities because everybody also it's got 48 celebrities besides sean and jill that wrote chapters in the book
3: in palm springs few lived but in la everybody's there so we're going to have tons of celebrities coming in and out even celebrities that were not that we don't know are coming will surprise us. Absolutely. So it should be an interesting video day.
2: And on Friday, um, I did my episode of the Success Factor X podcast.
3: No, you can't do that either. It's yeah, um, No, I got to do it for you. Okay, go ahead, but so that's, that's my segue for you. Jimmy did a podcast, big deal. Anyway, um, you know, he was lousy, but that's okay. No, seriously. Jimmy did a great podcast with Joe Lieberman and Sean Kanan, and it's funny and it's good, and he tells all how we met and all kinds of silly stuff, and when he was a designer of great clothing, dressing Madonna and, and uh, Elton John and, and the other broad. The, what's her name, the, the crazy one? The one with the pink hair.
2: Lucindy Lapa. Oh, okay, Yes. Yes, yes, yes,
3: and it's going to be out, and he's going to have it up on video, so you'll see it on your YouTube, or you'll see it on. on It'll come Facebook. out in June. It'll come out in June. In June, June is busting out all. June is busting out all over. Remember that song? No, never no. Really that song was before my time. Okay, so we went into the studio and? Oh, we went into PNN Studios and I recognized the guy that was behind the control booth. And I said to Jimmy, oh my God, that's my old, not really boss, but my old uh, cameraman and uh, I guess... Boss, yeah. I I don't know. I, I never called him a boss. And I had a lot of videos with him that we did. And when I left him to go do my own show, you know, it wasn't a happy time, but now we're friends. So now he said he's going to give me my Tab Hunter interview, which is wonderful. It's my favorite interview. And John Waters interview, which is equally as fabulous. So they are going to look for it. And it's going to take a while because back then they didn't label the shows. So now they've got to go through thousands of boxes of shows to find the ones. These are like 12, 13 years ago. So anyway, I want to thank them at PNN. And it's Alan Edwards who is doing the uh, videoing of all the old shows. And Alan is terrific. Now, I was extremely, extremely impressed with the studio. It's got millions of rooms, green rooms, green screen fabulous, sound booths, sound stages. And guess what? If you want to have a video made, it's $85 an hour which is unheard of, hookers make more, street walkers, they get 150 an hour. Anyway, it's 85 bucks an hour to have a film made. So all of you out there who wanna get something done really well, because Alan Edwards is quite a photographer, I must tell you, go on Facebook right now and you'll go to Ron Russell's show page and you'll see my interview of Lorna Luft and Alan shot that. Camera clarity, color, wonderful sound, fabulous. So go to PNN. What is you do the rest, Jimmy? So it's
2: PNN Media Group, you guys, and I also see PNN one Media. It's digital design and production studios. It's located on 1281 North Jean Autry Trail, 1281 North Jean Autry Trail, Suite M. It's in Palm Springs, California, 92262. Um, you can call 760 896 4238 and um, Uh, You can also email alan at pnnmedia.com, and it's a great, great location. It was super great. It's got sitting
3: rooms and kitchen and snacks and everything. Just say Ron and Jimmy sent you, and I think they give you donut and coffee for free or something. But anyway, now I kept my end of the bargain, boys. Uh, Now you keep your end of the bargain and get that Tab Hunter show to me quickly. Tab Hunter was a dear friend of mine. I loved him tremendously, and I miss him always with Jane Russell and Mr. Blackwell, my three babies that I miss. And I want to see that film because it was a beautiful, um, beautiful show.
2: I was going to see if I could find their Twitter, but I don't see it.
3: Oh, here, it's
2: PNN Media Group, everybody. I think it's PNN Media Group.
3: So if you want to be a filmmaker and you want to show the world what you do, Go to N Studios and green screen it or sit in the room and interview it, whatever you want. It's only, only, which is a joke, $85 an hour. That's a big hour. You know how much film you do in an hour? I mean, 16 minutes of anybody on camera is enough. I don't even want to go see Frank Sinatra years ago if he did an hour show. It was boring. It was too much. So it's an hour for 85 bucks. Go. Don't be stupid. If you want to host your own podcast,
2: put together a TV show, anything you want to do, they can do it for you. Shoot you in front of a green
3: screen. If you do it half-assed with your cell phone, it looks half-assed like your cell phone. You want to be a pro, go to a pro. Have the pros shoot you professionally, look like a TV show, then send it out as audition tape. And then you may get a response. Grow up, get wise, get to PNN.
2: There you go. you got to love it. All right, everybody. So then pretty soon we're going to call our first guest. Um, Before we do that, let's just tell you who we have. We have Chloe Lowry coming on. Her Twitter handle is I'm underscore just underscore Chloe. Uh, Then in the second half of the show, we're going to have Kieran Garrett come on. He's in the UK and uh, he's got a new single called Divergence. He's like the most fabulous keyboard player you'll ever like meet in your entire life. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Scott. Yes, sir. Does it look like Chloe's online? Well, I've given her the heads up. Okay. So I have two more minutes. We're a little bit early. So, Ron, I'll tell you another quick two minute story.
3: Uh, What else can I say? I'm speechless. I'm lost for words. (laughs) You believe that? Uh, The weather's gorgeous now in Palm Springs, no winds beautiful <clears throat> high of maybe 92 sunny bright and gorgeous this is what i like really nice warm weather we've had some really crazy weather here in california as well as the rest of the united states i believe it's because of the nuclear explosions that kim uh, no- novak uh, what's his name kim
2: kim jong il or something. kim
3: john K- novak the guy in korea <laughs> the guy in korea he, he
2: always confuses it with he on purpose with kim novak the famous actress
3: anyway he i understand his nuclear bombs the intensity are like 100 times the intensity of the atom bomb that we threw on japan so that's shaking up the planet or the water now if there is alien beings in the ocean with their spacecrafts then they are not able to get out of the ocean anymore to fly around Washington, and be seen by thousands of people. So that might be the problem. Do you yeah. think I'm insane? <laughs> read, read about it. There you go. I heard that maybe the aliens were going to kidnap President Trump,
2: and they were going <laughs> to yeah. take
3: him. To Watch r- out, saying shit no, like that will probably get I'm a not friend. saying anything <laughs> bad. They love him so much they want to bring him to Jupiter so he could rule and control. You know the people on Jupiter. There you go, the people on Jupiter. What They're are you jealous do? that we have Donald Trump, and they don't. Actually, we'll do this then. So, you, everybody, you can hear
2: the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell live every week. First of all, you get to hear it with the fabulous Danielle and Scotty J live on W4CY Radio every Wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time or 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., hit 1069 FM. That's in New York. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, Missouri. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, AudioBoom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. On television, you can see us on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, and Comcast On Demand. Woo!
3: One thing more, I want to say, Eileen Shapiro called Jimmy and said, I want to get Ron, Ronnie, my friends call me Ronnie, Ronnie something for his birthday and I don't want gifts, you know. And Jimmy said, well, the other thing I could think of is buy him a couple of pavers for the patio because we're doing the patio. So Eileen said, great. And she bought me uh, 10 pavers. These pavers are $5.88 each. So that was a damn hefty gift from Eileen. So now when the pavers are down and friends come over, I'm going to say, Jimmy Starr gave me this section of Pavers and those huge big rocks over there, they're Eileen's. <laughs> yeah. Those of you who know Eileen know she's got a set of jugs on her that, I mean, and they're real, and no oceans are in those bo- boobs. <laughs> Those boobies. What do you mean are, oceans? They, the bags of women put in is salt water. Oh, so oh, they are they really? To, yeah, they have to go. They drain. She's the, laughing. They <laughs> they drain the Pacific and they drained the Atlantic. If they had ever had to fill her boobies, anyway, you know Eileen's a fabulous gal, and if a smart guy that knows her well would wake up, maybe he could find a romance there.
2: There you go. Not
3: giving names, not saying anything, but know. you know.
2: But just turn the page and you'll figure turn it out.
3: Turn <laughs> Just look on the page and you'll see.
2: That's right. When you, and if you spill anything on it, you can use a Scott towel. Right.
3: <laughs> so so remember, remember, wipe it up with a Scott towel page. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Make good so
2: tells. How are we doing? How are we doing? Uh, can we try and call her? Well, uh, what if we uh, play her music video? That's and what we're going to do. While yeah, we do yeah, that, yeah. we'll give her a cloud. All right. So everybody, our first guest. Her name is Chloe. And her Twitter's I'm just Chloe She's a super talented Super gorgeous singer Been working for a long time She has a new album That just got released And we're gonna play this song It's called Giving Up On You Featuring Nathan James You guys both got The video ready? How is
3: Nathan? How is Nathan? That's a different Nathan I'm not on Nathan? (laughs) His name is Nathan James too? I know This is a different Nathan We have Nathan Nathan James. James Who's a dear friend of ours That we love Okay so How about you
2: guys Play on Enjoy How's that? Sounds good all right everybody here's here's giving up on you featuring Nathan James by Chloe Lowry enjoy
7: You well, I loved you every way a woman could do. But now I don't know you anymore. The time I wasted on you. What the hell was I still holding on to?
6: You left me good, you left me dry. But loving always has. At a price, and this time it's two breaking hearts. My pride cannot be compromised. Can't hear the
7: truth through these blinds. So, go tell your problems to somebody, else. fly to your sky. Guess so i
2: All right, everybody, we are live. We are live (laughs) right now. All right, everybody, that was given up on you, featuring Nathan James by Chloe. Chloe, say something before we introduce you and let's make sure we can hear you. Hello, hello, hello. Yay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Chloe. Hello and welcome to the show.
1: Hello, everyone. (laughs) Before
2: we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
3: Hello, my dear. Now, years ago, there was a wonderful perfume and it was called Chloe. Are you familiar with it?
8: I am. I have worn it on many occasions.
3: And are you a sweet-smelling and sweet-as-Chloe perfume?
8: (laughs) You know what? Sometimes it depends on the day. It depends on my mood. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little spicy side, too. I'm not going to lie.
3: You're you're certainly a very lucky girl. What a beautiful smile. Because life gave you a beautiful face and what a powerful voice and i didn't hear your whole song cuz for some stupid reason they never shoot us the music we just <laughs> came in on the tail end and i looked at jimmy and my eyes opened up i don't know if you saw that i heard oh, this this powerful voice coming out and i thought wow i got to hear this record I'm i've been honest, listening to you on I spotify <laughs> i have never heard you i'm being honest cuz i don't have time to do all that stuff but i'm going to listen to you cuz i think you because i said to jimmy off camera well, I like her music. And he said, absolutely. So that means you can sing.
8: Aw, oh, thank you. That means everything. I really appreciate
2: it. I, I've been listening to you on Spotify, and, and we're going to talk more about your album and everything in just a minute. we got to finish introducing you to everybody. Starting off with, we've got at the W4CY studios in Wellington, Florida, we have the fabulous Danielle. Danielle, say hi to Chloe.
0: hello. Hello. Hello.
2: And then we have our videographer um, who's in Pennsylvania, who you know because he's the one who helped set this whole interview up, Mr. Scotty J. So say hi to Scotty J. What's
8: up, what's
4: up? Hey, Chloe. Nice to see you again.
8: Nice to
2: see you. All right, everybody. So first of all, you're from, I'm from Florida. You're from Largo, Florida. Is Largo the same thing as like Key Largo? No, no? no. It's like in the
8: Tampa area.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't. Know. I'm from. I'm from. I grew up in Miami, and I went to high school in West Palm Beach, Jacksonville, uh, for a high school, uh, uh, and then Gainesville for University of Florida. So, like, I'm a native Floridian, and now we're in Palm I Springs, say. California. And I met Ron in Boca when he was living in Boca. I uh,
8: love so. Boca. I actually, I kind of lived in
3: the Boca area for about a year and a half when I was working
8: with
3: Yanni because he lives down there. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, I like. I've been Bo- over there. Boca's nice. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. In case you didn't hear it.
8: Um, I live in Brooklyn. I am currently in my Brooklyn apartment.
3: Are you kidding? Good girl, good girl. Where are I? I Don't you can't give us where you are. Damn it. Uh, Let's put it this way. Um, are you near Red Hook? I am near.
8: I would say near, closer to Williamsburg.
3: Okay, so I know exactly where you are.
8: The other way.
3: Okay, I got you. That's all been refurbished, you know, rebuilt and very expensive now. That used to be horrible. Slums, warlords, killers, all kinds of crap going on. Dreadful I neighborhood. Know. It's a,
8: it's how it's all, like, been gentrified. It's, it's insane. But and, ex-
3: and expensive, expensive, outrageously. Brooklyn is like, get it. I mean, I know that we we moved from Red Hook in 1945, we moved to um, Brooklyn Heights. My parents bought a house on the corner of Pineapple and Columbia for $3,200. No, I'm not. It was a two story. <laughs> but He's talking about like, he's, he 19, just turned 79. He's 19, talking about
2: 65 is, years ago 19, or 80, 70 years ago,
3: 1944. We were still at war with Germany and Japan. And my parents bought a yellow clapboard house on the corner of pineapple in Columbia. I used wow. to ride, my, I used to ride my tricycle all along the, 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 the what did we used to call that? The, uh, the promenade right. on the, on the river. You're not That's in that area. Are you, are you in that area?
8: Uh, no, not in that area, but I mean, close everywhere kind of, you know, close to Manhattan, Brooklyn area. It's easy to get to. So I'm like 10 minutes away.
3: Yeah. It's, it's New York extension. There's no question about it. So wait, Uh, why did
2: you, why did you decide to, where did you move from? But where were you before you were in New York?
8: I mean, I lived in New York off and on since I was like 15 um, and I was in Florida with my parents. And, I mean, I started really young. Like, I had my first record deal when I was 12, so I was traveling a ton. And then I went to boarding school in Massachusetts for one year. And then I've been mainly in New York, but I was in Florida for a minute. I lived in California. Also, I lived in L.A. for about two and a half years. And then I've been in Brooklyn for now almost two years.
2: So tell me, okay, so you find you signed your first record deal at 12 with RCA. What kind of music were you doing then?
8: We still don't know. <laughs> 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 that was like the problem essentially is that they. I was just uh, I was a little girl and I had this big voice and they kind of didn't know what to do with me. But it was of the time that Britney Spears and Christina and all those you know pop bat acts were coming out and they were signing everyone and everyone was getting a record deal. So they didn't know whether to make me either like uh, a Mariah Carey or a Britney Spears. So I kind of just kind of got lost in the shuffle of things. Did but, your album,
2: Did you actually get an album released or did they shelf it?
8: They shelved it. I mean, after um September 11th, um the record industry really. Yeah, apart, and including my project, everyone that was in charge of my project, and I was a priority artist too. Like, what they were, everyone was fired. I was reassigned, and then it just kind of went to hell in a handbag.
2: Yeah, I have friends that were in this group, girl group called Innocence, and they were managed by Justin Timberlake's mom, and it was like at that same time, and and they released one record and it did really good, and then like September eleventh, and everybody just fell apart,
3: and everything fell apart. Everything fell apart.
8: Every, I and mean, every profession and every life, I mean, that just changed the world. But for the music industry, it was just like a pivotal moment where everything really shifted.
2: I also though read then eventually you also got signed to Hollywood Records, which that's a, like a big deal. Now, how old were you when you got signed to Hollywood Records?
8: I think I was about twenty one, and it was um it was kind of a, a deal conducive with the whole um, Yanni Voices project that I did with Yanni. Um, after we did his project, Hollywood Records had the option to, as they call, upstream any of the artists that Yanni was working with. So they upstreamed myself and another artist. And unfortunately, that situation didn't go in my favor either. But I mean, I did get to work with a lot of really great songwriters. I got to live in California, so you know, it wasn't a completely wasted experience.
2: No, I mean, I because I, I I've worked in the music industry for 20 years, and so like I, I have all kinds of friends who have been f- from all the different gamuts and spectrums. Like we're well, I'm really good friends, and we're really good friends with like the girl group Expose. Oh, nice awesome. Old- you know, and they sold. I don't know. They sold... they and my girl. They were the biggest... They were the wait, big. Hang wait. on, wait, wait. Let me finish. They were the biggest selling girl act before De- Destiny's Child. You know, and they didn't make any money. They made like two hundred dollars a show. They sold, you know, forty million records and didn't make a dime. And so I think now the way what you're doing, um, like now, who put out your new record? Did you put it out yourself? Me. There I mean, you I worked, go. I worked through
8: Pledge, um, which you know was an artist platform where yes. you, uh, you know, gain money from your fans. Um, although pledge has also gone to hell in a handbag, which is kind of unfortunate, and we're kind of having trouble with it, Um, but um, I I got a lot of funds from that, and I put it out myself. I just I was kind of tired of the whole industry thing. I've had uh, I can't tell you how many managers, how many agents, how many record deals, how many indie deals, things like that. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it myself. And I'm gonna exactly how I, I think want it.
3: it's way better. It's way better. So who are you gonna tell him? Who are you going to well, tell well, her? The point's lost. It died. It went away. Okay, but you could but tell your friend. But I want your you friend. to know because I'm so proud of my new best friend. You know who she is? <laughs> Cece. Pa- 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 Peniston. Peniston. Pen- I say Peniston. You <laughs> Do know you know who
2: Cece she- Peniston finally, is? I out no, finally,
3: I found someone. No, finally,
2: it has happened to me. No idea.
3: Finally, it happened to me. You know, we met her on our show, and I felt madly in friend with her. She is absolutely one of the sweetest, kindest, most beautiful people in the world. So, Cece, if you get word of this, I love you.
2: So, everybody, so this is Chloe, you guys. She's had some career at a... She's still super young. Look how
3: gorgeous she is. You look a little bit like Rebecca Knox from Orange is the New Black. No, now that we have a better screen and I see her clearer, she looks like one of my favorite actresses who we just spoke about. Who I said, whatever happened to her? She's not working anymore. And you said, yes, she is. Totally. Oh, you say that about everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. I do not. No, no, but you don't know a lot. You say a lot of people I, aren't working what, anymore. You know what? I don't remember names. I'm I'm 79. Yesterday was my birthday. My mind's Happy going. My birthday. Yeah, I have to leave the business soon. Go to a home. But anyway, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. She was married to, what's his name? The Italian guy with the Batman collection. Oh, oh, Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. About. Do you know who from Candyman? From Candyman. From Candyman. You look like. I've, Virginia.
8: I've never gotten that one, but I like that one. She's an amazing actress. I'll take it. Yes. and
3: she's a beautiful girl, and her boobs are real. We got that out of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh God, she's that's got all the information from, you needed to know. No, she's got a gorgeous chest, and it's real. You know, her husband, ex-husband Antonio. Banderas. No, not Banderas. No, Antonio Sabato
2: so, Jr. Sabato Jr. Ex-husband.
3: Ex-husband.
2: So hold on. I'm going to do some Chloe bragging now, everybody, before we talk about her new album, which we'll mention the name is called The In-Between. Um, but first of all, besides having all these like record deals and living all over the country, um, she's the vocal a vocalist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And, and I looked up Trans-Siberian Orchestra because I knew who they were, obviously, because they're super popular. But one thing I didn't know, and maybe you don't even know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is the first major rock band to go straight to theaters and arenas having never played at a club never having an opening act and never being an opening act did you know that
8: i kind of did not know that but i kind of, i feel like that's kind of half true because i feel like um, TSO came from another band called sabotage and they yes, played and they play clubs.
2: clubs. yes so i kind but, of feel
8: like that's like a half true thing but that is that's interesting and good to know
2: it's a very cool thing, and the fact that you're singing and uh, like, if you Google anybody, you guys Google Trans Siberian Orchestra. If you if you think you don't know them, you do, like because they've they've accomplished so many wonderful things in the world of music. So she's she's the vocalist for Trans Siberian Orchestra. Her new album, The In Between, is her first solo. This is her album, all her, without anybody else involved. That's why she's going. What goes by Chloe, which I think is fabulous. Thank she's you. also performed on Broadway with Rocktopia. Um, She recorded and toured with Yanni. She performed oh, she performed with jazz trumpeter Chris Boddy. She was a soloist with the New York City Ballet, and she collaborated with hard rock guitarist Joel... How do you pronounce his name? Hoekstra? Hoekstra. Hoekstra. I mean, she's got so many like accomplishments, and now the praise and rave reviews for her new album, The In Between, is amazing. You guys heard the, the single that we played, Giving Up On You, featuring Nathan James, who by, is also an incredible... Uh, artist um so congratulations on the new album and i i wrote down it's chloe's journey of grief self-discovery and ultimate acceptance tell us a little bit about the album being from the fact that like it's your kind of like your solo thing because you work with so many big people
8: I, that sounds so heavy when you say it like that <laughs> like that's sounds like whoa
3: that's dark so, no but you, are, you have a very big you have a very big classical background because the people that he named are classical i
8: did, so, I
3: mean I did. did you ever I, sing I, opera did you, did you uh, sing? I
8: trained a little bit in opera when I was younger. i more gravitated to more Broadway singing, um, but I was trained by a classical teacher when I was younger, and then I went to more Broadway, more pop stuff. Um, yeah, my like my resume is very strange. I have a lot of different influences, and I think that's kind of what made this whole record kind of unique. You'll hear all of those influences in the record, but basically, I just I had a story to tell. I went through something that was not pleasant, and I thought it was a way to kind of just like vent my emotions and I was going through just such big life changes and I didn't know how to get my feelings out other than just to like write it down on paper and it kind of just came out organically and I was like all right I'm just gonna put this out I, I wrote it without judgment without anybody's expectations of me it's just it was more of a selfish thing that I just needed to get out and it's turned into a bigger thing than I even expected and I'm really happy with it so that's it.
3: Listening to the little bit that I heard of your song, I would say that you definitely have a Broadway voice. You have powerful lungs, powerful voice, beautiful voice. Big. Maybe you should really just audition for Broadway. You're the next Bernadette Peters.
8: Um, you know, I I have always, Broadway's always been like a kind of an afterthought, but I started in the industry more or less wanting to sing pop music. That's always been my first love, if you will. Um, And although, you know, it's funny, if you took me to the Broadway stage, a lot of people say, oh, she doesn't have a Broadway voice, she has a pop voice. (laughs) So,
3: <laughs> it no, not, not, no, not at all. Maybe not a today's Broadway voice, but you, I put you up there with the Mary Martins and the people that really, uh, the and the also Ethel Merman, the Belters, the people that really knew how to control their voices. That's what I got from that little bit. I'll know more when I hear the whole song. But, you know, if I had a choice between Broadway or recording, recording is very lonely. You're in a studio, you're just you in the microphone. It's a lonely place. But Broadway, my darling, when you're on Broadway, Broadway, and the curtain goes down and the applause come up. There's nothing in the world like it. You know that.
8: Yes. Oh, of course, of course. So I, she knows. She, she knows. I want to
3: see you on Broadway. I'm going to. No, but she knows
2: that. that from being the lead singer's Trans Siberian Orchestra because they play like arenas. I know, but I I'd
3: love. <laughs> I would love to go to opening night of her on Broadway. I think she'd knock them dead. I think I know. I'm talking through my hat because I didn't hear the whole record, but the small amount that I heard, I looked at Jimmy and my eyes opened. I thought. Where the fuck did this voice come from? I mean, this is a really good voice. Thank you. I think you're too good for music. I think you belong on, on the stage. I'm being sincere. I well, think thank your voice you. your voice is too good for, for audiences of today that don't go to theater.
8: Well, <laughs> maybe I'll bring him in one of these days. You never know. Seriously. No, well, I, I think you're going to. Go and
3: audition. What the hell have you got to lose? You're 10 minutes from Broadway. Hit the subway. Go audition. You never know. Listen to me. I don't talk. Bullshit.
2: We had a guy on two weeks ago who's a guitar player. He's, he's a world-renowned guitar player. And he's in. Um, and he just got. And they came to him and they cast him in *To Kill a Mockingbird*. And he's yeah. like the on stage guitar player in to, *To Kill a Mockingbird* now. Oh wow! Um,
3: I bet you ten bucks you're going to be a Broadway star. So how big is your? Uh, first, of all, how big is your apartment?
8: It's not that big. It's a like a one and a half. I actually, you know, I'm all about trying to save money to actually buy something. Yes. So I kind of you know, suffered a little bit on space, but I have two, um, I have two puppies at home and I have a huge backyard. That's a private backyard. So my apartment is essentially small, but my backyard is huge. Oh my gosh. What kind of
2: puppies do you have? Tell us I what have, kind of puppies. I have
8: a French bulldog and I have a German shepherd husky. Oh
2: my, gosh, oh my that's God. That's a big dog. Here,
8: hold the on. Pos- one I'll, sh- I'll show you one of them.
2: Hold on. We have three, we have three rescues.
3: Here she comes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love when they do that. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Push Face. Look at Push Face. He's so cute. We this is a- Bodie. Hi, Bodie. Hi, Bodie. We love dogs. Last night, we went and
2: saw A Dog's Journey. You should go see it. Even though it's sad and you'll cry, it's a very good movie. Oh, I,
3: you know what?
8: I I read about that. I totally
3: will. It was very, very good. We have three rescues. We have a 135-pound uh, Brazilian fila. And oh, we wow. mastiff, uh, mastiff, uh, uh, mastiff, and we have Brandy, who's a little uh, uh, what is Brandy? Old English Sheepdog Terrier mix. She's then, thirty-five pounds. And then we have a five-pound baby who's poodle and, and terrier and, mix. And terrier mix. So we love dogs. Aren't dogs oh, wonderful? Amazing. Don't you love your dog? She's got I a don't yard, know. though. I don't know what I would do without them. So, so
2: cool that you have a yard. So okay, so tell us a little bit about the in between. How many songs do we have on the in between?
8: Um, there are always actually forget this question because I have so many songs but then I also have like 30 second to one minute interludes in between each song that kind of depicts what the emotion of the next song after it is depicting I think there's like 15 um and it was supposed to only be an EP but it kind of turned into a full-length record and it's just it takes you on a journey I really like encourage people to actually listen to it from top to bottom if you have the time and you'll really get something out of it because it tells it tells a story
2: i love it and it's uh, first of all you guys if you want to get get the album you can go to www. Oh, that has your whole name in it that's okay right that's totally fine <laughs> www.chloelowry.com. com. it's c-h-l-o-e-l-o-w-e-r-y.com and um you can get the album there uh her website is fabulous her website also has music videos um there's another music video for another song up there I forgot, it's a one word title I think What was that one, do you remember?
8: Uh, well I have a couple videos up A couple. Um, I have Shiny Toy up, Renegade Giving Up Renegade. On You um, And Renegade. then I have a couple yeah. interludes So there's a, there's a bunch of videos up there And by the end of this, once we're all done releasing the, Because every song on the record has a video to accompany it So it'll be a, basically like a full length movie Come probably September so Oh that's my gonna god, be interesting what a see.
2: smart idea that is That's a very smart idea How, how many
3: albums have you recorded so far?
8: Technically, probably 20, I kid you not, but this is the first one that I have personally put out. So nobody,
3: nobody can fool around with you, you own it. It's mine. Yeah. And that's, that's, did that's you, the only way to go today. Did you dad. write all the songs also?
8: I did, I'm really proud of that. I actually sat in this room that I'm talking to y'all in. This is my mini studio. Um, I record everything here on my own. I do all my vocals. I do all my vocal production, like, by myself. And then I work with my producer remotely. But um, I wrote everything, yeah, here, just on my piano, on my guitar. Yeah. Oh,
2: my gosh, how cool is that? (laughs) I don't think it's cool. It was was
8: a little bit lonely, I'm not going to lie. But it was more just, like, that was, like, something that I just needed to do. And also, I just needed to kind of prove to myself that I actually could do it by myself. And I didn't need... Um, I need, I didn't need to work with like Diane Warren to make like the best song of all time that like I just personally love. So I just sat here and did it myself and I'm really happy with it.
2: Well you're gonna be the like the new Diane Warren.
8: You know That's like one of my ultimate goals, even beyond like when I'm done singing. I would love to just write songs for people.
3: I think that's I think, amazing. I think you should do the revival of MAME Dennis. I would love to see you as Mame and you've got the voice for it.
8: You know what? I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go tell every Broadway producer that I know we need to get that done.
3: Tell them no, that Jimmy just, Star, that Ron Russell Ron sent Ron you from Russell the Jimmy Star Show so. with Ron Russell. And they'll listen to you because they're all terrified of me because I'm from Brooklyn and I'm <laughs> Italian. I love
8: it. I love it. I love it. I'll scare them into a lead part.
3: Absolutely. Although I'll break their legs on the curb. That's all is to it is. <laughs> I, I would love to sing. she Couldn't she do Mame? Absolutely. She could do, do anything. Bring, stop the, do, da, do you write da, songs da, da. for other
2: people now? Do you, do you write songs for people now?
8: You know, I have a couple tracks on a couple of Yanni's albums. Um, I wrote a song actually for Everclear, which is really random. I, I did a session and he ended up using the song for his um, record. So I have like little things here and there. And it's mainly just from being like co-writes that like people put us together to write songs mainly for my stuff. Um, but hopefully in the future, I'll write for other people.
2: Did Everclear, he, did, though, that's a big deal. Everclear's awesome. <laughs> I know.
8: Did, it was, it's it so random, but I, yeah, I worked with Art for a while, and he's just that's
3: he's super fantastic. cool. Did Yanni fall in love with you?
8: You know what? No, he did not. He was very much a father figure. He was very um, nurturing. You know, I was only like 19 or 20 when I first yeah, met him, he really just like took me under his wing.
3: You're so his type, because don't forget, he was in love with Linda Evans.
8: I, <laughs> and, I, and you're
3: I'm on the, the Linda no. Evans type.
8: He was very type. There was no blurred lines there.
3: He's wonderful. I love Yanni's music. It's interesting. It's different. It's challenging. It's She's exciting. recorded on a bunch of. I it. know. I know. I w- I'm going to get there. <laughs> how can we hear you? I mean, I don't understand how anybody could sing to Yanni's music.
8: Just go check out the project Yanni Voices. You can. Spotify. How do we get you?
3: Yanni Voices. She said. Well, uh, everyone it's On we, Spotify. Let's do it again. How do we get to you? You can
8: find well. You can find my album on Spotify. You can type in Chloe the In Between. You'll find all my stuff. If you want to hear the Yanni stuff, you can look up Yanni voices, and I'm all over that. You'll see it. My name's Chloe. It's right there. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, with like Trans Siberian Orchestra things like that, I don't have any recordings um, uh, that I've done yet. I just have live stuff that you can see on YouTube.
3: Okay, that's plenty of good stuff. Everybody gets it. So that so, so. all the fans of Chloe, now you know where to go. All right, yes, go on Spotify. Go
8: to my website. Go to chloelowry.com, and literally that's just like the mecca. It'll lead you everywhere that you need to go.
3: And you guys
2: will love her website. It's super fan friendly. It's really easy to navigate. It's got a lot of cool stuff on it. And, and sometimes you go to websites and they're so difficult to find anything, but yours is actually set up for people to just be really easy for them to see everything, which I appreciate a lot. Because I have to go to websites for every guest that come on, and sometimes like we get these websites, and you're like, oh my god, no wonder this person can't like sell anything.
3: So now. <laughs>
8: like a priority when we were building it i was like i just wanted to look aesthetically beautiful and easy functional
3: yes that's what it is it's fabulous now this brings me to the questions that i ask and and i really don't tell anybody so it's just between you and i the questions i ask (laughs) Okay. what's the love life like you got a guy i mean the
8: whole record is about a guy that i left i was with him for almost almost seven years and that's that's kind of what started the whole record was the big life change of leaving him and knowing that i had to go try to find a new life and since then I've been too busy working. I have not found Mr. Right and I'm too damn picky. So that's where I'm at.
3: Okay. So listen to me. If you're handsome, tall, thin, very rich, Very generous, very kind, very affectionate, true blue, not a cheetah and heavily endowed. You must definitely call this girl for a date, and you can follow her. Please do. That
8: sounds fantastic. Those are all my requirements in a
3: nutshell. They're mine too.
2: And you guys can find Chloe. She's on Twitter. You guys, it's at I'm underscore just underscore Chloe. Are you I'm just underscore Chloe for like Instagram and everything else too?
8: No, for Instagram, it's just at Chloe Lowry, my whole name. and then, Okay. Um, yeah, Facebook, I think it's at Official Chloe Lowry. No, sorry, guys. It's all confusing. But truly, just go to my website, and then it'll point
3: out the Take all, the all of them. There you go. ChloeLowry.com. I love it. Yes, well, I'm going to say Chloe... Fun hearing you, seeing you, meeting you for the first time, and I'm not kidding you. I have this weird hunch because I'm a witch. You know, seriously, my family—we, ha- no, our family—we uh, we know things that happen. I don't know why, but my grandmother, myself, and my youngest daughter, uh, we all have these crazy. We see people and we see things about them, and I do honestly see you on a Broadway stage or some kind of a big arena. I see you on a big. I see you with a lot of people in the front of you enjoying what you're doing, and you're on a big stage. So, either that's Broadway or it's going to be in a musical arena somewhere, but you're going somewhere, my dear. That's my. That's not me. That's my witch's instinct. So, I'm
1: everybody.
2: Listen up, everybody. So, this is Chloe Lauer, you guys. She's an indie artist. She put this record out on her own. She, like, let Her Heart Bleed and tells you a whole story. You got to get her new album it's called The In Between. It's everywhere you can get digital music, you can get it wherever you need to or you can go to her website and you can get it. Um you got to follow her on social media. Buy the record. She lives in New York. She needs to, like, pay her rent. It's very expensive. <laughs> Don't
8: you? I'm a Brooklyn artist. I need, I need food, so
2: please buy my record. So buy the record. It's chloelowery.com, C-H-L-O-E-L-O-W-E-R-Y.com. We also want to thank... Uh, Alicia Brown from PFA media for helping set this interview up. And we want to thank Scotty J from rock Titan TV, because he's the one who contacted Alicia, who, who helped me set the whole thing up. So thank you, Scotty J. We wish you all the success on the planet with this new It's Fabulous. And look up Rebecca Knox, on IMDb, from like Orange Is the New Black, because we had her on not too long ago, and you look very similar. Wait, let your hair down for us, real quick. Let us see your hair. Oh, I mean,
8: it's crazy. I don't think you want to see it at the moment.
2: Yeah, we want to see it. We want to see it all, like all over.
8: Cause it's like it's short, it's crazy, it's curly. Yay! It's like, it's it's like Marilyn-y, but like it's
3: just crazy right it's now. It's sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> it's just like Rebecca oh, I Lux. love it. Look around. You know what? I love it just the way it looks. Oh, this, I mean, is I not mean, beautiful. this is crazy, guys. No, you it's look. It's so today. Undone hair is so today. My day, they would have put you in a crazy house. But today, <laughs> that, that's so like in. You're a beautiful girl with a beautiful smile, and I think I see and feel a beautiful soul. I'm pretty sure I do. Pretty sure I do. And I wish you, honey, the best of luck, the greatest of success, the best of health and happiness. And may you find the right man and have it all. There you go.
8: Grateful.
3: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye bye, Bye -bye, honey. What a nice girl. What a fabulous, beautiful girl. She's a sweet girl. She looks like a lot of different superstars. You know, I feel so sorry for everybody in my business. I sincerely wish that everybody in my business could get to be where they wanna be and become who they want to become. And so many don't. And it's heartbreaking. Because they spend so much money, years, and effort, and energy trying to be, and and not everybody can be. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if everybody was uh, Miley Cyrus? But actually, though, this one's got so much talent. She's know, got so much I, listen, talent. Listen, I heard her voice. You know, when you're getting signed she, at age 12, no, so she's got it's going to hit. She's got... You know, most people sing. It's all mechanical, as we've discussed a million times. They put you through machinery and you sound like uh, Barbara Streisand. But this one's got a powerful voice.
2: Powerful. That's I mean, what Scotty J said when could, he, like...
3: She could knock the, the, the socks off you. And I think that kind of voice is going to be recognized.
2: Everybody knows I like those big voices. So no,
3: why. I see her on Broadway. I'm seriously in a big musical belting them out. The audiences would vibrate from it.
2: I think it's fabulous. So, again, everybody, check out chloe.lowery.com, And Chloe is C-H-L-O-E. Lowery dot com, yay! Okay, um, so we're gonna take a quick music break. You guys, you guys ready for a music break? Um, D Danielle and Scotty J, let's do the Sherry Oakley "Little Girl" video.
0: Okay, I'm ready when you guys are. Sounds country good. Country
2: music artist Sh- Sherry Oakley. And uh, this is a song she wrote for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Uh, I don't know if she wrote it, but she sings it. Uh, it's a fabulous song. It's called Little Girl. I think you guys are going to like it. Um, and on Enjoy, you guys. So, everybody, this is Cherie Oakley. Little Girl, Enjoy!
3: Don't
7: let them sleep i just
2: All right, guys, we're back, we're live. All right, everybody, that was Cherie Oakley, Little Girl, you guys. We've been playing her other single, Work It, uh, which is doing really, really well, and she's like a superstar. She's performed with everybody on the planet, and now she's gone solo, and that's uh, her second song, but her first single was Work It. Um, I think everybody loves it. We also want to give a shout-out to Dave Hughes, who's in the chat room now, who uh, just got here and said that uh, happy birthday to Ron.
3: Thank you so much, Davey. How are you, baby?
2: There you go. You gotta like love it.
3: (laughs) What do you gotta love? Huh? What do you gotta love? Dave Hughes. He's a cool guy. I know. He's cool.
2: Remember we had him on the show that one time. I know, Dave. He called in. What's up, Dave? How's everything going?
3: (laughs) I have to talk a little bit about the movie. I just wound up last week that I'm not allowed to mention the title or talk anything about the film because of this nonsense they do today, they're afraid somebody's going to steal the film. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's already been shot. How could it be stolen? But this is what Lionsgate or whoever Gate, Devil's Gate, they want us to do. So I'm talking about a film that I just finished playing in that I cannot talk about. So how do you talk about a film that you you're don't? Not you just say you shot
2: of? it and it'll be coming out in Halloween. So who gives a
3: shit? That's the stupidest thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have two films that will be coming out in Halloween. Yeah, well, and uh, I, one I could talk about, Circus Road. I could talk about Circus Road. I play a minister who marries people and then sends them down Circus Road for a reason. Now, the reason, I don't know if I'm going to blow the plot, but the reason is I'm not really a minister in Las Vegas. I pretend I am. I get people's money. And then, of course, they're going to find out I'm not a minister and report me. So what do I do? I send them down Circus Road. Now, what happens to them on Circus Road is... You don't know because you've never seen it. (laughs) No. Go see the movie. I'll see it for the first time at the premiere.
2: That's right. So Circus Road, I mean, he's got this other one he just finished. Circus Road starring... Sadie Katz.
3: Yay, yay. who's in Italy
2: right now. We want to send love and prayers to Sadie
3: Katz because we love her. She's filming a major movie, not a horror movie, a thriller. She told me the basic plot of the movie. Boy, is that going to be an exciting movie, my friends. Really exciting, and I can't wait to see it. So that Sadie Katz in Italy, I forgot what the name is, I think she told me the title and I'm allowed to use it. Next week I'll tell you the title of the of the movie when I when get When he
2: it. was on set too, when Ron was on set, we got to meet and hang out with, we had already met her but we did not talk to her too much, but the fabulously talented Felissa Rose, yeah, who is an icon wonderful. in the horror industry, um, she was the star of Sleepaway Camp and she's made like 100 movies and she's super, super cool and gorgeous and so we got to hang out with her and that was a lot of fun and... And Dave Hughes says, oh, my God, Sadie, I'm
3: drooling and dribbling, <laughs> thinking of well, taking a flight to Rome. <laughs> you know, you know, Jimmy Starr, when Sadie was at a party at our house, Jimmy Starr threw out a bunch of his old designs, which Sadie fits perfect. She could have been a Jimmy De- Starr designer. And Jimmy said they were in the laundry room, and she was changing, and she was topless and just in panties. And Jimmy said she's got the most beautiful body. Now, David Hughes, what would you have said? <laughs> yeah. If you were in the laundry room with Sadie alone topless <laughs> in just see-through panties, brief little I just said that. That's <laughs> Brief else little La Perla panties, Dave. He says Dave. right
2: now he's getting ready. He's he, he can't talk right now. He says no comment, but he's like booking his flight to Italy <laughs> right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> when Sadie comes on the
2: show, Dave, we're going to have a talk to you. We should actually yeah, let Dave talk call in one day when Sadie's there. And he go, can say that's hi just to what our, I said. That's, that's what fun. I finished
3: saying. Dave, Sadie will fix his wig and she'll breathe heavy and talk. <gasps> <sighs> Dave will kill himself. But he's married. Dave, what does your wife think of these shenanigans?
2: That's why he says no comment, probably. Right.
3: What are you going to do? Who knows? so, anyway, we got lots Sadie of fun is things a sexy, up. beautiful girl, and I love and adore her like my daughter. We're very close, Sadie and I. She's like one of my dearest, bestest friends in the world. He wrote, was, Laughing my I ass off, I love her. To, I love her to pieces. He
2: wrote, Laughing my ass off, which is fun. You gotta like, love it. I'm not
3: making a comment on that one,
2: okay? That's okay. Look at the dogs are all like running around the house going crazy. Randy's looking for shit to eat. Why are we talking? because um, we have
3: 15 minutes
2: before our next guest comes on. 15 minutes? We yeah. have to fill with Well, bo- I have a song we're going to play. With boring bullshit? It's not boring bullshit. Tell them, what else did we do? We must have done something else. We went to this cool party Saturday night after the book signing. Oh,
3: yes, at Howard, uh, not Howard Hughes, uh, Hugh Hefner's house, Playboy magazine, Hugh Hefner. Uh, he had a house here in Palm Springs, and a friend of ours, Ariel, owns it. And we went to a party there. Let me tell you, this house was absolutely Playboy Bunny. Uh, You walk in, the swimming pool's in the middle of the living room, a gigantic swimming pool, round, and the ceiling is missing. It's round also, looking at the sky. Then all the furniture is around the pool. Five bedrooms with five bathrooms, and a million little lounge rooms where the Playboy girls sat as you Hefner's male friends came and sat with them. So I'm wondering what went on. In that uh, house. It had Dave. a sunken living Dave, room. Dave, Dave, Dave. It had a sunken living room and a huge I think kitchen. all the bunnies were entertaining gentlemen in it. It might have been a house of ill repute. Dave, I don't know.
2: Dave says he wants your shirt.
3: Oh, it's <laughs> cute, isn't it? You get it at Macy's. I think I got this at Macy's. <laughs> like $30 or something. It's got parrots on it. I like parrots.
2: There you go. you got to like love it. So we went to this great thing. Oh, wait. Eileen just sent me a message. I want to see what Eileen says. Oh, never mind. I can't say that.
3: What what'd she say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what, is it about what I said about...
2: No, it's something else, but I can't mention not, not it. Not about, you know, who? Uh, it's No, no, not about anybody, but I can't mention it. Thanks, Eileen. You're right.
3: <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> Nothing. You tell me my email. No.
2: Hey, what's up? Michaela's oh. in the chat room. What's up, Michaela? How are you? Um, say hi to Michaela. Hey, baby. There you guys My go. Killer, baby. So Eileen and I are going to be working with a very cool new pop R&B star. And uh, he's a young guy. He's from Mexico. His name's Ian Guerin. Guerin, Guerin or Guerin, I'm not sure.
3: Guerin.
2: Uh, like his wedding. album came out like two, two, uh, two months ago. And his first single was called Roll the Dice. He's going to re- start a new single releasing soon. Uh, but this is a great song. I love it. I listen to it on Spotify all the time. Um uh Danielle and Scott. Do you have Ian Guerin roll the dice?
0: Yep, I'm ready to go.
2: How about you, Scott? Scotty I have, J. Uh, yes, sir. I uh I have the video. Yes, I have the video yes. all ready to rock and roll. Alright, so on enjoy everybody. This is Ian Garin. The name of the single is called Roll the Dice. It's a fun video. Enjoy.
5: Hello, doll. Hey you been? Life hadn't given us a chance to speak So right now, I'ma tell you a story Sort of behind the scenes of you and me The things that happened while you weren't here Cause it's been a long time since you left But I never got over it I always thought we'd have another chapter I promise not to mess up this time around Let me pick it up when we left it I've been leaving us on my birthday Of 2013 But whatever that was, it faded. Her sister was ten times better than she. I'm going have since go by. And you're the not my love. I still miss the way you used to say goodnight. And how everything you said it the half style. And the way you taught me the quality time. Can't spend in houses, cars, the restaurants. Life is you always the on one you love. I'm tired of seeing the love you found. I'm better all them, sorry. Well, no. I've seen my darkest days, I'm alcoholics, I'm not the one you met. Come on now, fix you. Yeah. I'm taking you out and showing you a good time. Another know the man screwed your bed but girl, those days are over. I'm here to treat you right.
2: alright guys we are live alright everybody that was Ian Guerin roll the dice if you want to hear the rest of his album it's a really great album go to Spotify and type in Ian Guerin I-A-N G-U-E-R-I-N so what are you doing now with that singing oh you're singing roll the dice or roll I'm, the red river I'm singing roll Jimmy over and have a good time <laughs> yeah. roll the red dice you guys should hear the stuff that we talk about when we're not on
3: the air Scott our, our engineer is uh, sailing up red river this week <laughs>
0: I think he's the radio show perv.
3: Say that again?
0: He's going to be the new designated radio show perv.
2: Yes, a new lady. Oh, yes. Oh, see, uh, she likes that because the baton has been passed to Scott now yeah. to be the radio show perv.
5: You see what happens
2: now that I've gotten comfortable with you guys? It's like a nightmare.
3: <laughs> well, that, that's because Danielle has become the Vistal Virgin. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She hasn't put out in about a so month. So who is the no. guy you were with on Memorial Day then? Tell us. He's not the policeman or he is the
2: policeman? No,
0: he's, he's some dude who is a high school coach and an MMA fighter.
2: And a what fighter?
0: MMA fighter.
2: Oh, my God. Those guys are like What's tough. That? MMA, those people who fight in the cages.
3: What cages? So what kind the of cages. submission like they put they go in? in. He's oh, a fight. prize fighter boxer
2: no not boxer MMA means you can do anything you see those cages and the people in the middle of the cages fighting no I've never He's seen a cage that. fight yeah you I have because you changed the channel because you don't like that's it
3: disgusting putting people in cages <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this world they make a lot of money I know that but garbage sells I mean putting people in cages oh no how, big cages I don't care it's primitive <laughs>
1: Masters so
2: how of did the you so how did, wait how did you meet this one how did you meet him Danielle All right.
0: so you know my friend that I take pictures with on Instagram all the time the, the tall dude Yes. well we were at Renegades and he was like talking to some people and I was just like oh my god who is that and he's like oh well I talked to him like you know, he's a friend of mine that once had a second job. I was like, oh, is he single? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I, I need a couple more drinks, and then I'll start to flirt. Because if I don't, I'm like Ricky Bobby with that interview. I don't know what to do with my hands when I flirt sober. I can't flirt sober. It's, it's a train wreck. So I got a Snapchat, and we just started talking. And, you know, yeah.
2: You can't flirt.
3: Because so, you don't come across I have not an idea what she said.
2: She she has to have a drinks to flirt, and she got his Snapchat, which is a social media.
3: And what about her hands?
2: What about her hands?
3: It's
0: like um, I don't like I'm very awkward. I'm socially awkward, especially when it comes to like the opposite sex, dating in general. I'm a very awkward person, so like I do weird things. Like I try to I'm my grandpa's Italian so I talk with my hands a lot and when I start to flirt sober like I really don't know what to do with my hands I don't know what to say
3: <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you it's, what to do horrible. with your hands grab them by the balls and rub a little you will see how fast you will go home with you
0: I think I was at the bar one time before like I started drinking and this dude came up and started talking to me and he said a joke and I was like it <laughs> snorted so loud I'm just like yep this is why I'm single it's horrible i'm telling you like i am confident to an extent but then like i get around like somebody i find attractive i saw this shirt it says single and ready to be awkward around people i find attractive i was like oh my god that's me absolutely don't
3: you dare wear that shirt wear a shirt that says i'm a piece of ass you should be so lucky i have a i have a
0: shirt that i wear it's a tank top it says i touch beards on the first date
3: Good, but don't you ever put yourself down on a t-shirt? What are you, crazy?
0: I am socially awkward. I feel like that's just my cute quirkiness. Yeah, but you keep, you
3: keep that a secret. You don't tell people you, everything. You know, you got to be a little mysterious. I mean, it, walk, in, it, walk into a room, smile... Look at a guy, then don't look at him again, then look back at him and smile, then don't look at him again, that confuses him.
0: I guess I, well I do, I guess, like I'll meet new people and I'll walk into the bar that I go to on Fridays to go line dancing, and they're like, yo, D, I don't wanna talk, I didn't wanna talk to you at first, I'm like, why? they're like you come into here and you look like a bitch like you have resting bitch face like you just walk in the door and you act like you own the place i was like i don't think i do that they're like yeah you're very intimidating my best friend that i take pictures with all the time i would say like when i first met him he was he told me straight up he's like i was scared of you and he's like six two he's like yeah i didn't really want to talk to you
3: the next guy that says to you you have a bitch face pull down your jeans and panties and say (laughs) Well, what do you think of this face?
0: <laughs> it's actually pretty clever. <clears throat> I, okay. I, love, I love.
3: And then you'll hear him say, "Oh, what a pretty pussy face!" <laughs> oh, and is... then they then they melt. They become slobs.
0: Nah, that's true. You actually, know? Florida men are like their own type of breed of men. They're all, I don't I don't even understand. I'm like, I want to move out of Florida so bad. I'm just tired of all the dudes here. They're just
3: they don't know what don't they move, want.
2: Don't move to Palm Springs because everybody's gay. No,
3: but they're the <laughs> same, no, men are the same all over. Are they? It's, the, it's the era. It's the the me 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 era. It's this the text phone era. You know, they text each other. I love you. Nobody tells anybody anymore they love them. It's all on Facebook. I that's, love you, I love you, I love you. I know. In my day, you told people you love them.
0: I, that's what I'm saying. Like, my ex-boyfriend, like, if we're, we were together for, like, four years, and he always asked me every year for my birthday, what do I want? And I said, I want you to handwrite me a letter to tell me how much you love me. He's like, why? I tell you I love you all the time. I was like, no, just like... Handwrite it. I don't want it in a text message. I don't want you to tell me, like, handwrite <laughs> a how to letter. Hand
3: they don't know how to do script.
2: Michaela in the chat yes. room says, Danielle needs to embrace her singleness. In the right time, the man will find her and appreciate and love her for who she is. Oh, Which God. is true, but in the meantime, you have to whore around and
3: have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, even I told you the secret. Is- you never listen to me, Danielle. You date five men at the same time. God. That You must do that. Because that builds your self-confidence. Out like- of the five men, you'll get one you like and one who'll like you. The rest of them are just toys. They're good for your ego. Let them beg for your body. Let them whine and dine you. Let them think they're going to go somewhere with you. But you know damn well they never will. But they're good for your ego and they keep you active Then the one that really likes you knows about the other four. He'll go after you because men want, after you get what you want, you don't want it. You know the song?
0: Yeah, there's actually some pretty good uh, good dating advice, I'm not going to lie.
3: No, really, men, I've always, I, I made a point of it. Jimmy knows this. Anybody that knows me over the 100 years of my life, since I'm a young guy of 16, I always made it a point to find five people to date at the same time. I used to count them. I used to go all over New York. Until he got with one, until he found the right one. Then when I found the right one, that was it. I didn't, wasn't interested in anybody else. You know. But you have to date five because one is sloppy looking, one is ugly, one has no teeth, one has no hair. You know, They all have something wrong with them. And then you sort them out, get rid of the ones you don't like, and keep the one you like. But only dating one man makes you desperate and hard up because you put all your eggs in one basket. And you say, oh, I love him, I love him, I love him. And then when he leaves you, you have nothing. But if you have five men and the guy you like leaves you, well, you've got four others to go out and have a good time with.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. So the lesson here is everybody have a harem.
3: It's not a harem. It's, you know, in my day, we dated. My sister used to date like crazy also. Back in the 1950s, uh, people, women were not putting out like they do today. Women were still virgins. They wore girdles and panties and 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 before you got to their bodies you had to go through elastic and snaps and wires and who the hell could bother but women <laughs> women were Chastity virtuous books. back then a man wouldn't marry a woman that put out if she gave to him he'll say oh she gives to everybody i don't want that woman she's a whore so women were virtuous men dated women they they dated lots of women at the same time people we all dated a lot of people at the time to find we used to go to dances on Friday night to pick up the guys and girls that we would date on Saturday night. Because Saturday night was the loneliest night of the week if you didn't have a date. I mean, I remember girls that didn't have a Saturday night date, they would lay on their beds crying because they didn't have it, they were embarrassed. It was a whole different time.
2: That's so anyway, happened. now we've got to go though to our next guest. <clears throat> okay. So you guys um both have the single divergence, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Scott.
2: All right, so we're gonna play, and then we're gonna get Kieran Garrett on the phone. Um, the name of the song is Divergence, you guys. And uh, Kieran goes by Kieran Garrett in Synthonic Beats. The single came out not too long ago. It's really cool. He's one of the greatest piano players you will ever meet, and uh, I think you guys are gonna he's, like it.
3: He's not skyping.
2: Yeah, he's skyping. Oh, okay. So the name of the song is Divergence. Um, I enjoy you guys. Here's Kieran Garrett, everybody. Divergence, enjoy.
5: All right everybody, we're live.
2: Hey everybody, that's Kieran Garrett, and that was the single that he just released recently called Divergence. Say something so we can make sure everybody can hear you.
4: Hey, how's it going?
2: Good. And then did I pronounce your name right?
4: Yeah, Kieran, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
2: All right. All right everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Kieran Garrett. Hello and welcome to the show.
4: Thank you very much. How's it going?
2: It's going fantastic. Actually, everybody in the chat room is loving it. Somebody wrote it reminds me a bit of Shaq Attack. Actually, I don't even know what that is.
1: Yes, yeah, no, I remember. Um,
2: and it would be a great spin in the funk scene in the U.K., which he is in the U.K., everybody. and um, In he, the dark. and uh, He's in the dark. <laughs> and let me introduce you to everybody, Karen, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host,
3: Mr. Ron Russell. If ever I get to England again, I'm going to punch you right in the face when I see you. <laughs> because you are so handsome, and we don't see you. Now call your wife, tell her to come in, get that floor lamp, and aim it at your face, so at least they see a minute of your face. Please, 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 you gotta help us out here. There we go. No, 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 aim it more. Actually, let it go across your lap. Let it go across your lap. Look how how handsome he is. Is Look, he's yeah, a hand, that's good. You can see you him that and way. the son of a bitch is in the dark. I can't believe him. <laughs> see, he only gives a shit about this piano. He don't care about his looks. <laughs> Look, you're in this piano room. He's not vain. He's just a piano guy. So besides,
2: besides Ron, we've got our engineer in uh, Pennsylvania. His name is Scotty J. So say hi to Scotty J. Hey, Scotty J.
4: How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Good, sir. Good, good now, sir. We're-
2: then we have Danielle, who's in West Palm Beach, Florida. Danielle, say hi to Kieran.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Hey,
4: Danielle.
3: Listen, Karen, do you have any candles? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, light a friggin' candle. <laughs> So Darkness—it's darkness. really upsetting. I know, but him. don't worry about it. You can see him. We can not, see now him. you have to play the piano for us because we can't see you. So at least we can hear you.
2: Do something. <laughs> He'll play something in a no, minute. we some... got to talk to him first. No,
3: I want to hear the piano. I don't like him. He's in the dark. <laughs> That's okay. Piano. Don't worry. about he it. He doesn't matter. It's just piano that counts. Who cares about <laughs> him?
2: So you guys, Kieran Karen goes under also goes under the name Synthonic Beats. His Twitter is at Synthonic Beats. S Y N. know
3: there was a group called Synthonic Beats. Synthonic, not phonic. Phonic. I said. Symphonic, you hard of hearing, old queen. <laughs> yeah,
2: Synthonic Beats. Um, it's S Y N T H O N I C Beats, um, and you can go to Synthonic.biz for his website. He's classically trained on the piano and tuba. At age seven, do you still play the tuba?
4: No, God no.
3: <laughs> he smokes. He probably smokes and lost all his air. <laughs> no, you smoke. You smoke.
4: No, no, not me.
3: Everybody in England smokes. Did you notice that? Yeah. English people have rotten teeth and smoke a lot. <laughs> and they tell you, my That's friend, quite a generalization. My friend, James Jessup, who is very English, and a dear friend said that to me. He said, everyone in England has bad teeth and they smoke a lot. Now, I learned that from an Englishman.
2: I know, but we've had all kinds of English people look at it. First of all, smile. How can you see it? You, can't <laughs> you see can it. see it. What, what do you see? You See a nose. No, you can. He's see. He's smiling. It. Do you know he's? Do you oh. know he's smiling? There you go. Oh, now we can see.
4: Oh, where can I sit? Where you can see me? Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's lean good. Back, oh, lean,
3: lean back. back. Lean back for a minute.
2: Go back a little bit more. More, 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 more. Yeah, oh, look, now we can see you. Look how,
3: you look like my. You look like my ex brother-in-law, Jan. Look how nice you look. You got nice teeth too. See you. You're white. We thought you were African American for a while in the <laughs> You're white. Now, seriously, you're going to play something for me on that piano or you're full of shit? Well,
4: this out of tune old thing. I, I just teach them this. Well, what do
3: you want? One, one, one thing that you must play on the piano that everybody does Autumn Leaves. Oh,
4: God. I hate that tune.
3: Okay. <laughs> on, to the, on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that, though? Everybody plays autumn leaves in the piano it's People they like to the tickle. Where they go, those autumn leaves drift by my window. He plays his own music though. So, did you play by ear, or you a reader, or do you play by ear?
4: No, no, no. I'm classically trained and then self-taught in jazz. So, yeah, I can read.
3: But you don't play anything by ear, by feeling, by sounds.
4: Yeah, part, you know, partly yeah, yeah. It's a mixture of
3: everything. Because I knew a wonderful piano player. In fact, I dated him. Uh, he was a soap opera actor by the name of um, what was his name again? I don't know. Uh, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm so old. <laughs> anyway, he was. A, he used to play. He used to play, at the blue, he used to play piano with the Blue Note, which was a nightclub in Greenwich Village. And boy, what a what a jazz player he was. He used to play the. Harlem Nocturne. Do you know Harlem Nocturne by piano? Yeah,
4: vaguely. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean those are pieces that solos just knock the shit out of people. It used to go crazy. KC yeah. Mike K C Mike My- My- K C Michaels. That's who it was. I so didn't... hold on, go back. So
2: first of all, where in the UK are you?
4: Uh, Kingston. 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 Southwest London
2: okay so he's in southwest london everybody they speak english there
3: i know the rest of england doesn't speak english what do you mean it doesn't speak english they speak like cockney or Weirdney. is that true yeah Yeah,
4: it depends on where you are
3: i only only know marble arches because every time i got lost in london i would say could you tell me how to get to marble arches because my hotel was there (laughs) And they put me on the tube, and they'd send me to marble arches. Now I'm on the tube with my daughter Leslie, and there's a woman or man sitting opposite us. We couldn't figure it out if she was a man or a woman, because a lot of the older English people, the men look like women and the women look like men. Did you ever notice that? They all look like Maggie Smith. And yeah, really, it's true. So I loved it. Then we went to then Tulu- Then we went to what's her name's wax museum, Madame Tussauds. Yeah, Which yeah. is in London. I love London. Piccadilly. L- I've been to Madame Tussauds in Piccadilly <sighs> Circus. You know what I didn't like about London? This is going back 20 years ago or more. We had breakfast in American dollars, $21 for bangers and eggs and something. I got balls over there. You know, really expensive food. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you find the restaurants expensive? He doesn't have anything to
2: compare it to. If he lives there, then he's used to it.
4: No, okay. go. I've been to the
3: states a few times, and the breakfasts are way better. So okay, we'll give you that. And cheaper. You got <laughs> you, like J- Jim, Jimmy took me to Denny's for my birthday yesterday. I got it free because it was my birthday. They give you a free grand slam. Jimmy's a big spender, by the way. Do you but, guys have Denny's in the UK? It's a it's uh, an, a. No, I've been there. I've been to uh,
4: Denny's.
3: Okay. Like, but I seriously, money? I seriously love England. I go there often, and I, when I'm in London, I feel. Um, tired uh what do i feel in london i feel i love it i love the pub. it's something weir- there's something weird about london that when you're there you suddenly get trans. brought back to another time i think is what i want to say i feel like i'm in the day of jack the ripper
4: yeah it's the, it's the architecture it, it go. It, it dates back a bit further doesn't it than a lot of places in the states
3: uh, or, or harry potter uh, Yeah. You know, okay.
2: I, I oh, so wait, wait—is Harry, is Harry Potter popular in London like it is over here? Of
3: course. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah. yeah, I not love Harry Potter. Potter. I watch. I I've seen all yeah. the movies. I I like all of it. So we hold on, we, we,
3: we have many friends, good friends who live in London. We have a lot of people who come on our show yeah. from London. So when we're in London, we really get entertained. Well, and people take us all we over. We have a
2: guy in the chat room. His name's Dave Hughes. He's from England, someplace. I don't know where. He just typed in the chat room. London is not
3: cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And you so, know what pissed me off? Just James Jessup and I are driving in. Oh, by the way, he let me drive because he's in Lancashire all the way up in the country, North London, England. And he let me drive. I've never driven on the wrong side of of the car. Guess the what? I knocked road. the mirror off somebody's car. <laughs> A parked car, because I got all fucked up. Anyway, we go into London, and I think it was $9. And I said, what's the $9 for? He said, oh, you have to pay a toll to go into London. To keep the cars out. I said, that's bullshit. The queen is pocketing that money. She's buying wigs. Come on. Nine, $9 to go to London. What kind of bullshit is that? We have to pay that, though, to go into New York. Those are, those are tunnels that you have to pay for. This is a road. This is no tunnel. It's a regular <laughs> road.
4: That's the congestion charge you're talking about, right? That's certain times of the day. It's not. It's like if you go in the evening, it's, it's free. It's
3: like after past. No, oh, I, there a, you go. I love the accent. I loved Lancashire. James took me to a pub that was back from the days of the Three Musketeers. My hair was hitting the ceiling—that's how low it was—and I had the best, best two gallons of what is it? Lager. The beer I love. Ale is it? Some kind of dark no, beer. No, the the brown one, the really dark one. Ale. Yeah, yeah. The Guinness, 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 Guinness. Of Guinness,
4: sorry.
3: I had like two or three gallons of Guinness.
4: You have to drink I,
3: at least four or five pints. I absolutely love it. You gotta like, all right, I let's was, go. I was blitzed. Go back to the music. Wait, to I was go back blitzed. To the music. We're gonna go there. We, we have time. This is interesting. People don't only really wanna hear bullshit about what they do, they wanna hear stories. I'm gonna go to that. You met your wife where in the tavern?
4: <laughs> I met her in a, in a uh, nightclub in uh, Clapham Junction, actually. Clapham Common. If she's in London.
3: Were you performing?
4: No. Well, I was dancing. Does that count?
3: (laughs) Depends if you have clothes on. (laughs) Now, she is your wife pretty? I think so. Does she have nice teeth? She does. Good. You you scored. (laughs) (laughs) How many kids? How many kids do you have? No, we haven't.
4: We don't have any kids. We we are uh, uncle and auntie to six. Well, three nephews, three nieces. So.
3: And no, wow, that's a lot. No dogs. No, we've got a house rabbit. <laughs> a house rabbit? rabbit. Does it run loose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they shit all over. How do you live with that? Nah, he's trained. He's trained. Trained? Rabbits poopoo every five seconds. Rain. Her rabbit's trained and our dog's not. <laughs> how, how do you train a ra- how do you train a rabbit?
4: So he's just really good. Yeah. He he craps in the same corner every every day. He's he's good.
3: Now <laughs> now for an Is it white?
4: <laughs> white and black.
3: White and black, okay. Now for an intelligent question, after all the stupid ones I've been asking. Uh, what made you decide on jazz and not something else? Because jazz is very difficult, but I must say it's coming back, and I'm happy because I love jazz. I've been to every village, Greenwich Village joint in the 1950s, and I've listened to some of the best, best jazz. And also in L.A., Earl Palmer, the drumist, yeah. I've been to the, uh, the uh, Baked Potato. Did you ever go to the Baked Potato in L.A.? next time you're there, go. The best jazz you'll hear in the country. Cool. So tell me, answer that question. What made you choose jazz? Because I love jazz. I, I've
4: tried to answer this before and I can't. I've, I was always drawn towards it when I was a kid and when everyone else was listening to their rock, rock and roll or pop stuff I was listening to Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk and it's just something I've been drawn towards and it, it's in me. I just love it. So I can't, I can't answer it. I don't know. It's just something that I'm constantly drawn towards.
3: Now, do you like progressive jazz?
4: I like pretty much any genre of jazz.
3: Any jazz. Yeah. I like the more understandable jazz. When it gets a little too jazzy, uh, you know, they sort of go off and go all over. It's kind of frustrating. But if they stick to the the song and they do a good... Peggy Lee. Do you know who Peggy Lee is?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, she sang jazz and she was one of the greatest jazz... And also, um, who the hell else... Quite a few American artists were great jazz uh, singers. Who do you think is the best jazz singer?
4: Uh, To be honest, the the jazz, the straight-ahead jazz, I listen to, but I don't don't really like singers. I like the instrumental stuff. In terms of singers on the stuff that I'm doing at the moment, I like the R&B and the soul stuff. Like, well, Lyndon David Hall was a great uh, uh, soul singer and multi-instrumentalist in the UK. He died a few years back, too young. But someone more uh, current, I guess, Tom Mish is that kind of style that I'm going towards if I if I want a singer. But
3: yeah. How, how uh, about how about Ella Fitzgerald? Uh,
4: amazing. They're all amazing, but it's just it's not the kind of music I'm N- drawn.
3: Not your thing, right? You just uh, like-, I like
4: like the snarky puppy and the wolf of okay. know, that current. Okay. That's the kind of stuff I like. No,
3: but you mentioned uh, Miles Davis. Oh, Jesus Christ, my mind. Miles Davis. Miles Davis. And I agree with you. He had a sound that was very different, unique than most. Yeah, and you he, think? Changed,
4: he changed. Yeah, man, and he changed music forever. And he was yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was listening to when I was 13, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And uh, who do
2: you listen to now that you're older? Like, because Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk, those are like old, older. Uh, are there other like contemporary artists that are popular that you listen to now that you like?
4: Yeah, so so I mentioned uh, Snarky Puppy from the States. Yes. I love Anomaly. I absolutely love Canadian Guy, and he's all around Europe and touring constantly. That's the kind of stuff that I kind of wanted to emulate last year with the uh, debut EP. Now it's kind of pushing more towards the funk stuff that I started playing years ago. And so my new track coming out, even the the latest one, but the newest one that I haven't released yet, it's got a Singer... I'm just getting guest spots from all the guys that I've met over the last few years. Um, got singer, sax player, bass player, and they're all amazing players. So yeah, it's it was supposed to be electro funk down. Uh, 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 what's it? Can't remember. Um, it's edging, <laughs> it's, it's edging towards just out and out funk. But I don't, I don't want to put it in a box. It just whatever comes out comes out.
3: But it is. Fun. Okay, so now impress me. Impress me. Play something really quickly, a little bit of something that's gonna impress the hell out of me. Let me hear your true technique.
4: You're not gonna hear this, are you? Are you gonna hear this? Gonna
2: yeah, hear- yeah. Oh, everybody yeah. can hear it. We're yes, we can hear it. Hear it. <laughs>
3: Makes me want to dance. You can play. You can bang that box, baby. You sure can. Really good. So you got fingers that move. You're good. Do you have to do a lot of stuff to train your fingers, like, or to keep your fingers so they don't
2: hurt at the end of the day after playing?
4: Um, yeah, it's just constant writing, constant playing, just keeps them fit. So if I'm writing a tune, I'll I'll go it eight, nine hours. I don't break. That's uh, only the loop. Um, <laughs> I just keep playing. And
3: don't, and, and, don't. enough. Don't they tell you to keep your fingers in something warm and moist?
4: <laughs> where <are> we
3: going? <laughs> 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 That's for all the pigs out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so uh, uh, how, how much how much music have you actually released and then where does anybody go if they want to like if they want to like hear more of your music or if they want to purchase your music where do people go?
4: So debut EP came out july no that's a lie a single came out in july last year uh, another single in august and the full ep came out the first of september the new single divergence came out the first of may uh, next single is going to be it's i've just got the first mix back today um from the the guy that mixes and masters my stuff uh, and it's sounding great couple of tweaks here and there so i guess another month two months and it, it's available everywhere Say so on
3: all, all platforms iTunes, um, Spotify, everywhere you Google yeah, Play. And, and I don't know about England, but I know in America, especially New York, jazz is like almost the number one music everybody's listening to. So if I were you, I would target all your albums this way, and you'll sell because uh, jazz is coming. I mean, Jimmy, you know how many jazz joints are in New York now? Yeah, there's a lot. Not so many here in California. I'm pissed off. We live in Palm Springs where the music is like Elton John. But, you know, uh, I wish we had jazz clubs here. I miss it. I miss going. Years ago, we used to go there. You could smoke a joint in the club because it was allowed. We go in the village down the basement, and it'd be smoky, and everybody's smoking pot, and suddenly the blue lights come up, and the guy gets on the piano and he plays something that your fucking head is floating out the door. It was a wonderful time for jazz. Yeah. It really was.
4: Have you been to New York before? I haven't. been supposed to go last year. I haven't. I've I've been to Florida a lot. That's where my uh, my dad lives, so I go there quite a lot. Um, I've been to LA. I've been to Palm Springs a couple of times. Um, but New York or LA, we're going back. Uh, next no end of this year. You've there got you, to yeah, you got go to. to New
3: York, and you've got to go to the dives, all the dumps and the dives down, like Bowery Place. All those clubs, they're horrible there. Bricks, rats down in the cellar, but boy, oh boy, you're going to have a good time. Is the music fabulous and the people are totally outrageously real and wonderful, and I miss it so much, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean it, I miss it. I miss my New York. I'm a native, I was born in Brooklyn. So, wait, wait. So, being a jazz guy, though, like, do you listen to like mainstream music?
2: Like, do you listen to like, I don't know, Coldplay or like, I don't know, I'm just picking out a band, but do you listen to any mainstream music at all, or do you primarily listen to the stuff that you also play?
4: Yeah, not not really. Yeah, I just listen to anything remotely jazz. I love classical music, um, and I listen to the odd thing that I hear, you know, now and again, for, more for production ideas, uh, you know, current production ideas. But no, uh, I, I'll be brutally honest. The harmonically, it just bores me a little bit. <laughs> for a lot of the no, pop-
2: I believe pop- it. A lot of people think that. A lot of people, and a lot of people don't like the music of now
3: um, at all. I find people that have beat. Now, let me define beat. Uh, when he bangs that piano, he's got beat in his piano. It's like he's playing a drum. I find that people that have beat in their music do not like uh, any other kind of music because they're missing the beat. Mm. Do you agree with that, that, that jazz has a beat?
4: Yeah, it's, it's a feel thing. So, yeah, you've either got feel or you haven't. And, yeah, so I think, that, I think that's what you're getting at, It's that innate...
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't think Uh-oh. jazz people. Jazz people don't dig a violin. <laughs> they, well, I know. I mean, anybody that I know that did jazz, you know, when they start off, ten, 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 ten. What's her name? Who used to play in the village in the Four Oaks? I wish the Four Oaks was still around. And you go down there, you'd you'd love it. This black lady was. She died, by the way, at the piano at like ninety years old. She played in the Four Oaks uh, club for years. She was some hell of a jazz player and could she sing whoo the the old days were fabulous people today don't think that uh, the young kids don't dig jazz because it's not rap and I think rap is repulsive
4: it's, <laughs> it's, yeah well it's too much on uh production and when you strip the production back there's often nothing left
3: yes I don't find anything ingenious about it, talented of it, or creative. I just think it's a bunch of people talking like stupid idiots about the crappy neighborhood they live in or how bitchy their women are and they want to beat them, cut them, and kill them. So, you know, I'm not happy about rap. But if I hear a good jazz soloist really uh, going berserk on the piano, which sometimes they do, and they forget what they're doing, they just go off into another planet, it it stimulates my blood.
4: Yeah, man. It's... Well, I'm, good. I'm glad there's
3: some listeners out there. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
3: It really, so how, how it really is, stimulates? Doesn't how it, is doesn't it like we used the expression? It sends me. They don't do that anymore. Like your piano would send me. If I heard you in a club, I'd say, "Wow, his piano sends me." Are there clubs? Are there clubs in the UK? I
2: mean, I know you've played a lot of clubs in the past in the Q Play in, in the UK and places. Um, and I know you have a quartet, the Kieran Garrett Quartet. I don't know if you still have that, but but like, is your is the music? Are there places for you to play in the UK? And is the music well received in the UK?
4: Yeah, there there are places. It's tough because I also do a lot of tutoring, and you're every year on year we're we're pumping out another thousand amazing players, and and as we go, you end up having a million amazing players that all want the same ten gigs in London, and it's tough. It's really hard. And it, and once you secure that gig, you think oh, I'm good to play there. You know, every two months it doesn't really work like that. It's often hard fighting for that second gig as hard as it was getting the first one. So it's dependent on who you know, his contacts. It's probably the same as everywhere.
3: Yeah, that's the way it but, is. Everywhere. You should come. You should come back to Palm Springs and play here. We could book you easily. Well, we know way. everybody. We know everybody. Seriously, think yeah. about it, Jimmy. How can he get booked here?
2: I don't know because I don't know any jazz club places.
3: We we don't need a jazz club place. We need like the like the Purple Room. We all we need is a piano and, and a and a bass fiddle and a drum, and he's and he'll fly, a little, a little shit like that. I don't and know. The, and the music is incredible. I know that we have older people here and we have intelligent people here and wealthy. people. Everybody would love your music. Yeah, wealthy intelligent people love jazz. <laughs> Agreed. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, it all. it's it's true. When I used to go to all the clubs in New York, the bigger clubs, not down the village, the uptown clubs, all the swells would come in big limos and the dames with their furs and the guys, they're the rich elite. They'd come and they'd sit there and do cocaine and love the, and love the music.
4: Yeah.
3: <clears throat> now Those days were fabulous. I'm 79, so I live in the past. Fuck all of you. <laughs> you, you, you you're shitty... Today it's so shitty everything is so crappy I'm happy I was born then. I'm so happy I I lived in the world when it was fabulous. Not not this stupid world today of rap and loud you know I go to these clubs because we have to and I put earplugs in because they hurt my ears. They have to have these speakers the size of motels blasting. I mean what is that shit you know? I mean Loud is good? No, loud yep. is confusing. I like loud. <laughs> yeah, I know you do because you're one of those I'm talking <laughs> I am one of those. <laughs> so but, hold on, we gotta... wait a minute. One thing, you wouldn't understand his piano because he plays a clear piano and and you would, you would never get what he's playing because you're not listening to it. But when you're listening to the loud music with the drums and people screaming, you can't make out any of it. So you really can't say, well, this instrument or that instrument is good. You're all bewildered by the loudness. He plays a solo piano, and he can go soft and quiet, and then suddenly come up and make you crazy, right? You can control the audience, not yeah. anymore. Not anymore, now they just get loaded and jump up and down like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference, my dear friend. So, you
2: guys, listen up. This is Kieran Garrett, and the single that we played was Divergence, which is available on all the digital download places everywhere around the world. Um, it's also his music's on Spotify. Um, if you want to find out more about him, you can go to his website, which is www.synthonic.biz. Um, so, you actually went to school to study music, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, you're self taught jazz, but you're But you're totally trained, like, in music in general.
3: Yeah, yeah. So... I have to to interrupt. Before he does that, I have to interrupt because it's important. Jimmy, you don't go to school for jazz. Either you have jazz in you or you don't. You don't go to school to learn jazz. You can learn how to play jazz, but there's a difference. And this guy, I believe, when he plays jazz, it's in him. Am I right?
4: I'd like to think so.
3: <laughs> Am I, I was, right? Tell it yeah, true Tell it Well,
4: true. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I mean, it's, it has to be right. I mean, I was classically trained on the on the piano and the tuba, and um, my course was performance and composition based, but it was all classical stuff. Um, and that got me through, and I did my three years, um, and then I just thought I, I should want to play jazz. But th- at that time, there weren't many jazz teachers. There are more now. Or you just go to one of the players, go to this couple of the famous jazz clubs, you know, London, Ronnie Scott, Six O Six, wherever. Um, and you find someone you like and if they're happy to take you on, they'll teach you. Back then I just had to read a shitload of books um and do a lot of practice and yeah, that's what I did.
3: I yeah, but it. don't you agree you have to feel music? I mean I know I sing. I'm I'm a comedian, but I sing, I'm not a singer. I know when I sing a song, if I feel it, it sounds so much better than if I just sing it. You know what I mean? You have to feel it. And I I believe that if I played an instrument, I would feel it. It would be coming from my gut, not necessarily from my brain. Yeah. I I mean, don't you feel that piano when your fingers are on it? You are one. You and the piano are the same people. And don't you feel like that note works and this doesn't and you, you sort of feel it? Am I sounding like a fucking idiot or what? No,
4: you're right, but it, to some degree. But mm-hmm. what I always, when I'm tutoring, what I always say is jazz is essentially 90 to 95% learned theory. The, the feel is a feel thing that you have to have innately, yes. But the, the thing that you're improvising is 5, 8, 10%. You're always playing something or something similar to what you played before. It's very, very rare to be completely improvised because you've done so much practice over the different scales and the sequences.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, my, 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 my very dear friend who I truly love is Scott Page. Yeah. Scott Page plays saxophone for Pink Floyd. Yeah. Okay, I had a long talk with Scott in private and he was at rehearsal at this big event that we do in LA. And I said, Scott, play something from the soul. And he did and it blew me away, and I said, what makes you do that? He said, Ron, the saxophone is my voice, he said, and that's where I sing through, and that's why he's the world's greatest saxophone player. He really is, he's phenomenal. I mean, he at rehearsal did a couple of shits on that sax, I would go crazy, because you know sax is so important in jazz. Yeah, I love the sax. Yeah. yeah, you got to have a sax going. I mean, it's fabulous. So hang on because we don't have much time. So. I think you're wonderful. You got to come back. Listen, everybody, buy his music. He's a nice guy. Put, promote it. Let's get jazz going. Let's bring jazz back because jazz is fun. It's a good evening out. Educate yourselves. Get off this rap shit and, and educate. So you guys can follow Synthonic
2: Beats on Twitter. It's at Synthonic Beats. S Y N T H O N I C Beats. He's also Synthonic Beats on Instagram and Facebook. I think, aren't you? Does this? Do we have this guy's album? Um, we have a single. We have a single. I want your album. Um, uh, send it to me for free. And then we, he, then we. You can go to Synthonic.biz is his website www.synthonic.biz. the single that we heard on the show is called Divergent it's fantastic he's going to have new music coming out soon get all of his music go on Spotify listen to all of it and i hope i hope that the world like takes notice of what you're doing cuz you're not there's not very many of you doing it and i think it's absolutely fabulous
3: no let's put it this way there are a lot of them doing it but not a lot of good ones doing it <laughs> this guy this guy I, I can tell is good but seriously can i get his music on Spotify for free
2: you can get his music on Spotify if you have an account. You can go to Spotify. Well, I just
3: got a thing for my birthday yesterday, Jimmy. But what did you buy me? I bought him a
2: JBL like like wireless Bluetooth speaker so we yeah. can listen to music so outside. N-
3: now that I'm gonna join Spotify I Then can you'll be able to play his music. Oh then don't don't waste your energy sending me an <laughs> album. I'll play you a I'll play you on Spotify. There Everybody you go. out there, go to Spotify and listen to this guy's music and sit back, have a glass of wine, smoke a joint, whatever you want, in the dark and just like it's groovy. Just go with it and let let it take you away. Jazz takes you to places you'll never know.
2: There you go. All right. Karen Garrett, everybody. Um, Karen, we wanna thank you for coming on the show. We wanna thank everybody for tuning in. Um We want to thank Danielle and Scotty J for doing all our sound stuff today. You guys are fabulous. Uh, We hope everybody has a great weekend. We hope everybody enjoyed the show today. And, again, follow Karen and buy his music. He's an indie artist. Indie artists need to sell music so they can pay their mortgages. All righty, everybody. And have their teeth capped. <laughs> yeah, So, so do it here at Synthonic Beach, you guys. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning Take in. Care, we'll see you next time. Right, next Bye, everybody. Guys.
1: Have a
8: good one. Like yeah, this is Emmy. just chilling. I'm
5: just star, yo, down and every man thinking? What are we going to be wearing?